Hello, welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm Dave Carey. And I'm James Carey. And joining us again is the uh, writer, the brilliant writer and prolific uh, writer we were speaking to earlier, Toby Davis. Hello, hello. And, again. Uh, we were talking about your career and the uh, ups and downs and uh, indeed... Uh, quite a lot about the downs there, sadly. The, the great clone that... Um, <laughs> oh, let's focus on that by all means. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, no. Well, yeah, we're all writers here. That's, of course, what we do, isn't it? Your success is all very well, but not as interesting. <laughs> but actually... <laughs> the terrible thing. Yeah. But actually, you have had a, a success in getting a movie made. Mm. I have I had two... My second movie to make the cinemas, in wow. fact. Yeah. How do I not... OK, let's, well, let's back up. Yeah. Um, the reason this interview... Uh, partly came about is that you put on Facebook that you've got a movie out mm-hmm. called Gunshy. I do, yeah. and you can watch it on Amazon. And yeah. I have done that, and I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> it's I, very silly. It's very right. silly. I'm and looking forward to if it. you would like to see a film in which Antonio Banderas is both a very funny and gets be hit in the face quite often <laughs> it will pretty much do the job I'm sold already yes that's right <laughs> so it's a lot of fun um, that Australian chap is also proper funny um, yes he is yeah. yeah with his sort of Bee Gees like teeth as well which yes. is quite, quite amazing he loved those teeth yeah um, but it's, a, it's a, just a proper 90 minute romp daft mm. comedy I mean you're talking to the guy who on his top five movies of all time would have nuns on the run <laughs> so we are very much uh, I'd take that over Citizen Khan any day yeah. Kane yeah. not Khan sorry oh yes. goodness me yes and that, mm. that too maybe um, so Gunshy which yeah. is only realising that it's actually what a bizarre title but it, it's actually quite a good title even though it doesn't appear anywhere in the movie and no. there's no real how did this movie come about? And start with the first movie if if you have to. No, I'll go. With, I'll go with this one. This was um, uh, I just had a um, uh, just a, an email from my agent saying that uh, Simon West, who is the director of uh, Con Air and Tomb Raider and Expendables Two and The General's Daughter, and stuff, was um, was going it alone and wanted to make a uh, uh, a film of a book he'd bought the rights to. Um, the book was called Salty by Mark Haskell Smith. Really fun, funny book. Um, it's not doesn't adapt immediately to the screen it's you know it's quite a lot of uh, quite internal hmm. dialogue and you know thought and um, and it's about a um, a washed up rock star who whose wife gets kidnapped while they're on holiday in Thailand in the book and um, and he had heard I think um, um, Mitchell and Webb look on the uh, Mitchell Webb sound on the radio in the car and it, it had made him laugh and so he looked up the writers and he was with of the cash register sketch yes. it was in fact he quoted it to me on the radio saying is that right yeah and without knowing I'd written it wow okay. um, uh, yeah so yeah one sketch can get you a movie yes yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and we spoke and, he, and I read the book and I said what I would do with it uh, um, and you know how I felt it could translate to a, to a movie and eventually they um, they said yeah they went with it they're telling me how they were going to put it together they were um, crowd investing it Right. Which is in the UK, it's different to crowdfunding. Um, in that, you're, you're, when you're crowd investing, you're literally buying part of you're buying stake in the movie. Yeah, right. So you get, you know, percentage wise, if the movie does well, you get returns. Mm. So essentially, if you, the people who put money into it, got um, get uh, are producers essentially. Yeah. But you know, without notes. Yes. Um, and so I, I did it. And they said I, I remember him saying, could we, "Could we do it in about three weeks?" Was the was the deadline I got? <laughs> as in filming it in three weeks? No, as in could I could I write, write it? Script? Could I write the script? Oh, in three weeks? I see. Right. Oh, right. Okay. And um, so he, he was the film funded at this point? No, no. Right. So the, so the script was kind of part of getting it funded because oh, there wasn't just the crowd. Yeah. It, it yeah. wasn't just the crowd investing. Mm. It was also from you you pre-sell overseas with yeah. films. Yeah. So you sort of so other territories say yes, we'll buy it for X amount of money, and then that goes in your budget. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then uh, and then 
you sort of add, add your budget up to a final figure, which is always less than you need. Yeah. By about 50%. It's, it's yeah. an amazing alchemy, isn't yeah. it? So it especially is. if it's Film a comedy. Finance. It is. It yeah. is. And it the is. annoying rule of comedies is uh, more money in comedy doesn't make it funnier. No. No, no, it doesn't. And this was, um, uh, but of course, and I, I think I did write a thing in about three weeks, maybe four weeks. Um, uh, but of course, you know, the film wasn't made for another three years, but we, I was constantly writing. Right. to and fro doing different things because you've also got to try and attract your star that's a big part of um, yeah. of getting any money mm. is, is that and this 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 weird uh, um, equations you have to do is that there are only there is only a certain mem- number of stars that are popular in all the territories who you want to give you money right, right. so there's you've got, you've got to look at this complicated Venn diagram and work out who is the person that yeah. you can say this is, this is the person to offer yeah. to and they'll all buy it but of course because everyone else is doing that Venn diagram everyone's offering yeah right to all these people, eventually um, uh, Antonio Banderas was cast, and he's he's really fantastic. In he's it. funny. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's uh, is the opposite of phoning in a performance, isn't it? I think. It's oh, he commits to it completely. He's fully committed. Also, yeah. he really likes to sing and he likes to play. So yeah. he's he's playing this um, musician. So he's really throwing himself yeah. into things. He's sung all the songs on it. And, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a whole uh, there's a deleted sequence which is in the credits actually this kind of Bollywood dance yeah yeah really no, it's, yeah throws himself into it yeah mm. but of course you have to um, it, the script changed so much as you, you know, from the you know from that opening phone call to yeah the sudden panicked phone calls just before day one of shooting yeah. in Chile right it ended up in yeah in Chile. Um, and um, were you also having to rewrite it in the process before Antonio Banderas f- to attract this other person that other person yes yeah I had to do uh, there's, there are so many different versions yeah. there's, there's, uh, there's a Pierce Brosnan version right there's a Nick Cage version right <laughs> Nick Cage was a, was a uh, it was going to be Nick Cage for a long time okay and, he, yeah. and uh, it was a lot crazier okay for Nick Cage yeah I think he was doing you know I think it was that kind of real wild eyed yeah Stuff yeah. and then it was sort of, uh, and then it's, he's more of a romantic in this version. Yes, Antonio Banderas yeah. is much more of a romantic, and the so we brought the relationship mm. more to the fore in this one. But yes, there are lots of there are loads of different versions. That, so, so you were shooting draft what? Oh, I'd say probably thirty-two. Okay, right. I'd say realistically something like that. Yeah, because um, also it changed location. It was in, it was going to be filmed in Thailand until very soon before we moved to Chile right and so in that there was a there was a fight sequence in a shadow puppet theatre which is very specific <laughs> to uh, Thailand which had to go and I thought that would be really fun there was, yeah. no that would yeah. be fun um, yeah. and there was also um, uh, in the movie there's a bit early on where they go on a llama trek yes um, which was a very last minute fill-in for an elephant safari yeah right. in, uh, in Thailand <laughs> but you know you're restricted in, uh, yeah. in what you can do in Chile suddenly has to do all this research on what goes on in in Chile, it turns out not that much. Yeah, <laughs> there are volcanoes, but I think we deemed they were too um, bit, expensive. Bit, well, a bit all or nothing as well in terms of if a volcano yes. goes off, that's going to overtake. Yes, so we need. Yeah. Yes, essentially, there's a, there's a, 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 there's supposed to be a, you know a tourist trek that turns out to be disastrous. Yeah. Yeah. Was one of the things, and so it, that changed. But in terms of the actual script itself, I mean, in, in terms of we were talking the last uh, episode about characters and episodes. Yeah. I mean, did, did did a lot change? In terms of how the ca- that the character's journey is, the actual story itself. Or yes, yeah. absolutely. It was coming up with characters was was really fun. Um, the this because the, the, was trying to, the the central character was was trying to work, really trying to work out how much of an idiot he yeah. is mm. because you, you and know, how much of an idiot he knows he is and yes. that level of self awareness and and so really one thing about him was that he, that 
that since being extremely young he's never he hasn't had to do anything for himself yeah. this kind of thing so he's so he's grown so reliant on people doing things for him that he can no longer do anything yeah. himself so he's sort of relearning to be yeah. a human being and he really established that well at the start where he's so outraged by something on the TV he gets some people to throw his TV into the pool for him um, <laughs> yeah, which is that kind of ultimate rock and roll but I need someone else to do it for me yeah thing. Well, that was also what I was also trying to do with that was uh, was trying to be that he's also dated that, yeah. that he's you know he's washed you know, he was big in the 90s and now yeah. he's yeah. you know that he doesn't even know how you would unplug a TV because yeah. now it's screwed onto a bracket was my sort of <laughs> my double thinking with that is that he now has to ask someone to unscrew yeah. the bracket and he got two guys coming yeah. in who are sort of slightly hassled they don't know why yeah. they yeah. don't know who he is and there's a line that you can't call here which I enjoyed it was, was one of them saying do you want me to put the cable box in as well <laughs> <laughs> just unsure as to, yes. as to what, what he's trying to achieve yeah. through the throwing and it's just that kind of it was supposed to be that, that kind of impotence of not being able to do anything yeah. for yourself and also that's partly why uh, if you watch the movie it kind of feels like one of those 90s capers because yeah. I wanted to feel like his life yeah. like yeah. that's what that's what he's you know that's that's when he was big yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and I think so that's why it's got that sort of you know huge character feeling and also with the other characters in it um, there's a sort of uh, there's a Graham Greene thing that I quite like about characters yeah. who live in outposts who become you know set in a kind of time so there's, there's this Australian character called Clive Muggleton who's a misogynist who's yeah. now learned that he is a misogynist and trying is really trying not to be but can't help himself yeah. and that was sort of quite yeah, a fun no, that's nice, yeah. character thing to do um, and yes yeah, so it's got it's got a kind of uh, 90s caper feel to it that I really like you know yeah. and, and amidst all the cutting down of everything there are still lots of silly conversations in it yeah which I yeah. like yeah. but I think um, character wise it was yeah there's the, and the there's a uh, there's an American agent who um, becomes the villain really at, the, at this point and, the, and one thing that it is really pared down in the script, but I really like the fact that he, he was so um, he's so germophobic that he couldn't touch anything, which I really enjoyed. And there, there were lots of scenes of him trying to get across a hotel lobby that he'd scanned with a with a um, you know a, right. a, one of those lights that you yeah, see yeah, the germ yeah. spots, yeah. And, and him just not being able to, <laughs> yeah, him sort of tiptoeing across and just gloves yeah. gloves for everything. You can sort of see a remnant in it because he's carrying a um, antibacterial gel on a yes. lanyard, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. His neck. And the reason yeah. he's yeah he's so attracted to the money in the end is because it's yeah. so clean. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. But he's sort of trying to turn this kidnapping into an international... A, a sort of, a, He's trying to improve his career. Yeah, he's trying to get a step into Washington by uncovering yeah. a terrorist plot, which yeah. doesn't exist. It's, yeah. a, it's a straightforward kidnapping by, and then, yeah, yeah. by, by uh, very amateur yeah. Uh, kidnappers. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I am very interested as well, just to go back uh, to this uh, fact that you got this job basically off the back of a two-minute sketch on a radio I think it really helped. Comedy show. Yeah, yeah, because I think the conversation we had was that was he'd listened to it probably an hour before in his car. Right. You know, so that's, okay. that's the place to be. So there were a kind of... Um, it was presumably there were other writers in, in the frame, but that actually yeah. that, that, that this notion that, that a, a, an unusual or a, a interesting slightly different to what one would expect two-minute sketch on a radio yeah. show is... Is a, a great calling card. I suppose it's evidence of having made someone laugh. I think yeah, if you're laughing, yeah. because the fact was that he was talking to me about that sketch, saying yeah. that you know, and it was really lovely to hear, you know, yeah. let him finish telling me about it and then saying, well, <laughs> guess, <right>. what? <laughs> guess what? Guess <laughs> what? Guess what? <laughs> I wrote it. So um, I had that with yeah. my um, with uh, my wife. 
she knew I'd written for Smack the Pony. Yeah. And she told me the sketch that she really liked. And I said, oh, I, I, I did that one. Yeah. Oh, it's um, such a pleasure. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah no, I was able a, to. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that yes, with a, a clear conscience, I was able to, to do that. I would have claimed it anyway. But I've yeah. also used, I've used other sketches for film work. Another script I got, um, uh, I'd, just, I'd sent a comedy into someone who's, uh, this is a film that I'm sort of, is, I think just about to go up to cast actually. So sort of getting on, but they wanted to know if I could write um, emotional stuff as well because they wanted a heart in this film. It's about a, a divorced couple, and uh, I sent them um, a sketch I'd written for Mitch and Weblook, which was one about Holmes who has dementia, and that was in. The, I don't know if you've seen that sketch where he's a. Um, it's Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is in a. Oh a yes, home yeah. And, and and yeah. his and Watson, but it's quite a sad end. It is really sad. And so I sent that, and they, that said, "Yep, yeah, that's fine." Great. Yeah. So you know, it's. Pass the test. Yeah, well, it's, you know, so, you know, we all know this. Writing sketches yeah, is, yeah. is a, you know, is a can be a difficult thing. When suddenly you get one that really works, yeah, you know, yeah. it's glory. So they are great calling cards, I think. You yeah. know, if you can really make someone yeah. laugh, quite often as well, they, 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 I think they think you're doing more than you are. I mean, I, that that Holmes one, I think people think I was really, you know, trying to be incredibly sensitive and, and poignant. And yeah. yeah, and I, I sort of was, and I yeah. sort of wasn't. I wanted, I didn't want to. Be totally light with a serious yeah. subject, but mm. you know, but it, it's, but it, I think people think you're yeah. writing something that's kind of very serious. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of when uh, hearing um, Paul Whitehouse talk about the um, I feel I was very drunk yes. character because mm. I think the last one of those is not funny at all. Yes, you hear mm. a tr some great yeah, tragedy and it's very, tragedy. very yeah. mawkish. And I've heard him when I've heard Paul Whitehouse talk about that afterwards. He basically goes, "Ha ha, yeah, we really ladled it on that time." <laughs> you know, to so, so him, the mawkishness of it was incredibly funny. Yeah. Um, whereas everyone watching it is just going, "Ah, oh, there you see, there's the real, true, poignant yes. heart between that." Well, that I, yeah, I remember reading uh, about how I'd really stuck it to the um, cosmetics industry with a, another uh, Mitchell Webb sketch about the about the laboratory Garnier. Right. And all I really wanted to do was some say, it's my laboratoire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was just about the jokes. No. Yeah, yeah. But no, don't yeah, don't put that out, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Can we ask about your uh, the, your other other film that we uh, the other film miss we uh, that we've completely well no missed, it's yeah. a, it was it was the the first it's not the first screenplay I wrote but the first film that got made was mm. a very quick um, process weirdly it was a uh, it was a it's a sort of it's a teen horror film haunted house kind of classic um you know classic genre yeah yeah, yeah. Well, this is what the, i remember from that when i used to uh, make documentaries about low budget filmmaking i went to see this guy dolph simmons he was called and he uh, held his uh, holds his weekends he comes to london and he says you want to make a movie the first screenplay you write you got a bunch of teens you <laughs> stick them in a haunted house yeah well it yeah. turns out that i followed that yeah, yeah. to that but that was that was um <coughs> excuse me that was um that was really fun. That was I got um, asked to do. It. I, I think the money had come up for this. What's it called? Event. Oh, it's called Up All Night. Okay. Or, right. Then it was renamed the Friday Download Movie. Okay. Later on, it was a spin-off of a CBBC show, which isn't a drama of any sort. It's a magazine show, which was hosted by actors from other right. CBBC yeah. shows. But they're, um, they're presumably because they're, 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 they're cheap yeah. to make, aren't they? They're yeah. Got one location. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, and and actually, you don't really want to show anything because it's it's always no. scarier if you don't see it. Yeah. And it was um, it was a it was just a really fun thing to do. And again, I had you know no time to write the script. Again, I think it was weeks really right. to write it. And then there, then there was no three years afterwards. It was okay. I think when I press send, I think it, they were starting <coughs> um, shooting really soon afterwards. And it was um, directed by John Henderson. John right. Henderson. Mm. Um, so much um, uh, from 
all the spitting image. I think, oh, right. OK. Yeah. And, and then um, uh, how do you want me? Oh, wow. How do you want me? So, yeah, yeah, which is wonderful. Yeah. I've spoken to loads of actors. I think okay. it's so many writers' favourite show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's he's and he's he's become a you know a real pal since then and you know he did he had his time in hollywood as well he directed loch ness wow. ted danson film and oh, uh, so he's but he was great he knew exactly how to achieve all these things so we and and i really like ghost stories so right, it's okay. quite fun to that um, and i think the i think i had we had to tone down some of the scares yeah in it essentially that i think i'd written <laughs> scarier things <laughs> Than we could do. The funny thing is, though, that the movie segues into a let's put a show on right here <laughs> movie oh, okay. in its second half yeah. because that was part of what we had to do because it's a spin off of this show that had bands on and stuff. Okay. Right. So, I, you know, I challenge you to in three weeks have a haunted house movie that turns into a. <laughs> <laughs> turns into a let's do the show right here. Into a let's do the show right here. Then segueing into a into a paranormal slash let's put the show on right here climax, which I think works. Yeah, I really like it, and it's and and I have to say that if people don't like it, I'm you can you can blame me on that one. Okay, because they, they largely did film what I wrote. Okay. there was no time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do anything. And it, that's also that is a quite an interesting um, in terms of the uh, process and the, the, how you uh, more or less you're saying it was your not necessarily your first draft, I imagine, but it's probably quite close to a first Probably draft. three. Mm. Probably yeah. draft three by the end, because Hendo had said, I've looked at the house, this is what we can do, this is what we can't do. Right. So there were, and also... We write accordingly. Yeah, yeah. essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, they've got a library. Yeah. So yeah. why don't we use, use right. that? I just, you know, I, that kind of thing. I'm wondering if, if you ever got to the point when you were about sort of 16th draft of, of uh, Gun, Gun Shy, Shy mm. where you're starting to think, actually... Hang on, am I uh, am I rewriting? Am I is, is this is this better than the ninth draft? Is it? Did you ever get mm. to a point where? Do you know what I think? I think the first draft is always the best. Honestly, I, I yeah. do. If it, you know, when I say first draft, I mean the first draft you send out. Yeah. Which, yeah. as you know, as writers, we all know that that's not really. No, no. I hope draft. it isn't. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, the first draft you send out, I think, is often the best. I think it's the. It's got. I mean, too long. Yeah. Obviously, and that's always a big thing. Yeah, but I yeah. think. But I think it's got the jokes that really work. Yeah. I think it's got the scenes that you really want to put in. Yeah, yeah. it's got. It's um, like when you look back at some of your early stuff and you do think, "Crikey, I can't believe that I thought I'd get away with that." And yet, there's something about it which yeah. is like, you know, early stuff you do that people really respond to and really like. You're just thinking, yeah, there's just a freshness to it. There is. I think the the first draft of uh, of Salty as was yeah. is now was full of re you know was much quirkier. Yeah. Is now really full of these really quirky characters and really, you know, odd scenes mm. going on that uh, that uh, you know that just have to go the way of you know you want to pare it down. You know, I think it's, it's a good length yeah. now. Uh, yeah, and that's always the thing. And this came up. I've just written a blog post about it and this came up when we were talking to Graham Linehan is when you're cutting stuff down the easiest stuff to cut is always jokes mm. which is obviously difficult if you like jokes um, but lots of people yeah. don't seem to need jokes and films <laughs> tend not to they, they just don't want that density of jokes that you tend to get unless it's a proper airplane yeah. kind of goofy yeah. movie they sort of they'd rather have a decent joke a minute Rather than three jokes it's, a minute, that's, yeah, that's quite old because I think in in Gunshot it's quite joke heavy. Yeah, I think it I is. Mean, yeah. I, I mean they're not all going to work and they won't, but it's but it is quite. But actually, one thing we realised that the budget wasn't going to do much action. There are two or three action sequences in it. Yeah, um, but we couldn't. Oh, the much when more. he's going down the suitcases, on the, suitcases. Yeah, yeah and really I remember. Fun. Yeah, that's 
you really yeah. back the right horse on yeah, that one. So I, but otherwise, we, I remember having this conversation with Simon again, we're going to have to pull back on action and mm. go forward yeah, on comedy. Presumably there's a difference though where you, I mean, when, when one is in a cinema, then you know, you, you, you're aware that you can, you can take your foot off the pedal a little bit because, you know, okay, we've just had that big set piece. We can, we can reset now. We can have a change of mood. But presumably this was made for, for TV. Is that correct? No, it's made for cinema. Oh, it, was it, was it was released in cinema. cinema. It's not as being, it's going straight to its, um, to, um, you know, iTunes and Amazon and Google here and Sky here. Right. right. But in America it's released uh, as a 10 cities. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, no, and I and when I finally saw it, only just the other week, in its full cut with mm. the score, um, mm. and screen the difference between watching the cinema is, is immense. Actually, yeah, yeah. you suddenly yeah. realise, oh, it makes such a difference because first of all, it's kind of, you know, it's all four K, so, yeah. so everything really pops. The yeah, yeah, pop, yeah. And the sound is sort of immense. Yeah, uh, mm. and it's you know, so it, it is a difference, and it's yeah. it, you know, it's, Simon's a real cinema director. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. these kind of huge bombastic things, so it does work best. Yeah. In cinema, but um, I think. But all the funny thing is about going back to action scenes and joke and mm. finding that that thing. That really, that's all done in the edit mm. in a film more than TV. Yeah, I think. I think we kind of scenes have been moved around in the the edit of the, of right. the film because you're trying to work. You've got to find a good way to tell that story without there being too much exposition. And it's yeah. quite a twisty turny story. Yeah. yeah, it does sort of move a bit. Yes, yeah. although it has a, a. What I like about it is the fact that it's not torturous. It does. No. It pivots. But it doesn't. Ultimately, you sort of know someone's been yeah. taken hostage, and that's not you know, and they're going to try and get them out. And that's that's the beauty of a nice comedy is that you don't want to be worrying about the story because at that point you stop no, laughing. No, yeah, no, yeah. you know what's going on. Yeah. You know that um, in the the film, um, this Roxas wife is kidnapped and he's trying to get her yeah. back, and yeah. he doesn't know how to do it. But um, I, the, the Saturday before I watched um, your movie, I just watched Spectre for the first time, having not seen it. I haven't seen Spectre. And I spent most of my time thinking, am I supposed to know who that <laughs> is? Is that the... Oh, is that the guy who... No, no, that's not him. Oh, do uh, I remember watching one of the Mission Impossible th uh, yeah. films, and there's through the dust cloud. There's a chase through a dust cloud in it. And then I remember right at the end of this chase, and this man stands on the back of, tr of a truck and pulls off his mask and reveals someone else. And I don't know who either of the people <laughs> 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 Yes, that's not in any way shocking. No. These two yeah. new characters. Yeah. So were you, um, were you on set... Um, no, I was going to go, right. um, but my wife is in it, uh, and we have uh, young daughters. <laughs> right, so um, a one-in-one-out policy. Yes, well, yeah. I just thought they said we could all go out there, right? Uh, and I just thought because it's winter in Chile when we shot it, which eventually had to become a joke. Yeah, it's a funny joke, <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't. Where that's is a, everyone? It's that's, winter. That's only because we had to shoot in winter. <laughs> it's great, um, but we had. But um, and I thought taking a five-year-old to a Chile in winter might not be <laughs> that yeah. much fun. But um, but my wife was there giving me sort of. Um, Updates. Updates. Yeah, she's the woman who gets uh, with the bag on the head. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. she's really wow. funny. She's really funny. Yeah, and yeah. I remember thinking, I said to my wife, I said, I and said, she's really funny. And yeah, I also yeah. remember thinking, um, her on-screen husband yes. is also very funny. Yes. But there is a parallel universe in which, in which that part is also played by Jim Howick. Yes, obviously. Yes, <laughs> yes it's funny. It's, um, it's funny looking at the. I, I remember seeing uh, audition tapes for all the. Parts. Yeah, Greg Davis auditioned for the Australian. Oh, I okay. Seeing that, uh, there's loads of it. He would have been fun. great. Yes. as well. But uh, um, yes, but no, it was fun. They, yes, they actually built up the parts of those two. Yeah. Luckily, there are these two hostages, uh, a British couple who are just tourists, and they have 
bags on the head, which meant we could do a lot of ADR jokes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to, because they, they, we did some test screenings in LA and everyone really liked them. Yeah. And, you know, we hadn't shot enough, so we had to do, oh, had to shoot more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, not shoot more. ADR some more. But the, there are, uh, uh, can you guess the scenes that were shot <laughs> a month later? When? In the, in the film? When they take them out? Well, the, no, the, no, it's not with that couple. Right. We shot a whole sequence of stuff much later, which is the stuff with David Mitchell as the manager. Um, oh, yes, the, yes, yes. the manager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which yeah. was, was going to be in there. He has a little film of his own. Yes, he does. Yeah, yes. He sort of films like it's a little short film. I cannot wait to see it's this. A good, it's a fun, fun, one, fun movie. One thing I just wanted to ask as well, I mean, this is a thing that has changed hugely in the 30 <coughs> many years or whatever that I've been doing this, as uh, the idea... Uh, the, the kind of symbiosis between uh, writing in Britain and writing in America, uh, which barely existed uh, 25, 30 years ago. But now I know more writers now. There, there are more writers going over to L.A. and, and, and American writers coming to Britain. And um, do you work much in L.A.? Or? Um, I have uh, an American... I have a sort of representative in America, which I said, but I haven't mm. done it. But, um, but the last script I'm doing is currently being sold in America. Right. Um, and it'll, you know, which is weird because it's a very British script. Um, which is, but I, I mean... Have you ever thought have, of moving? No, I, I sort of... I'm not sure I fancy it. Mm. I, I would work out there, absolutely, but, but I sort of, for some reason, I really like England. I think, you know, I sort of... It's, it's a, you know, it's a really is a part of who I am. I think I tell very kind of English stories mm. and I think it's... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love so much American mm. comedy, and um, but uh, I think, yeah, I, I think when I sort of think about going out, I don't fancy going out to LA just to do those meetings. Yeah, that's what I worry about. If, if yeah. I had interest in going, this is the thing. Yeah, there's something concrete. Concrete yeah. to go out and do. Then I absolutely would, and I would certainly go out and do yeah. more film out there. Um, but I quite like having a go at the British film industry, the yeah. poor lamed up that it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> Gunshot, though it looks like an American film, is fully British. All the money's come from Britain. Is that right? And, uh, aside from the selling it to territories, but all the investors. Because it, it, it's, it's always been a great frustration to me that I don't sit, I simply don't understand why we are such a lame duck film industry, given that so much Hollywood talent is British. And yeah. we are also conducting this interview in one of the largest financial <laughs> centres in the world and in human history. Mm. And, and yet, yeah. you know, we make these Harry Potter movies, but they're not British movies. They're Amer all the Americans get all the money from those. Well, Christian, you just need and to make more. Bond, mm. you know, you just think yeah. all these sort of so-called British movies and they're shot at Elstree or Pinewood. Mm. And you think, how, how, how has it got to the point where... A British what? movie that gets made. I mean, that's why when you put up on your Facebook um, status, it's like, "Hey, I've got a movie made." I just thought, "Well, that's not possible." I know, and I don't. I wouldn't normally put that. No, and of course, no. But going, you were quite right to. Yeah, but you, yeah. you were sharing it literally among yeah. friends, yes. and, you, and mm. I was, I was thrilled to get it. I just think we need to make more. Yeah. Because yeah. do you know what? This film was not expensive. The first, the, the haunted house film made cost under a million. Right. And it, mm. it doesn't. You know, it, that's a cheap film. But the, but this one, I think, cost under ten. Right. You know, all things considered, and that's in international locations with you know a, a bona fide star. Movie star. Yeah, um, two in fact, Olga Kurylenko of Quantum of Solace. In yes, it as well. and um, but but we can make films. It's, you know, a good script costs the same as a bad script. I think. You know, yeah, you, mm. we can make 
films in this country. We just, you know, we just need to make look more of them. We make so few. I think they come mm. under this great scrutiny yeah. every time they come out. And then suddenly, and for some reason, you know, uh, I just think people should be more supportive of them. Yeah. And then we would make more. And then suddenly, so if you've got 30 yeah. coming out a year, then people aren't going to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, oh, let's hope this one works. Yeah. Exactly. We have well, all the, the expertise, yeah. all the great Hollywood, mm. great actors and screenwriters mm. and... Just think, well, the whole industry, it? the industry of of everything, the physical making, yeah. like you say, Pinewood Studios, yeah, there's people yeah. who Special know effects, post-production. Actually, yeah. Also, people will, I mean, you know, brilliant actors will work for, you know, a fee that isn't in the millions for a, mm. a script that's great, for a part that's great. Yeah. You know, Especially if they film it near their house. Well, I think it, <laughs> you know, I think it really yes. happens. But, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, what have you learned about comedy writing through writing movies, what is it that you've... You're not the writer that you were, presumably? Um, well, I mean, I went through drafts when one has to kind of... When you get told that we need to make this funny for Americans. Right. And that's a, that's a thing you really have to do. Uh, and also, you know, particularly... As and this, therefore, seeing a script as a document that is not to be filmed necessarily, but is to produce money or, or whatever it is... Yeah, no, I think this is actually getting near the shooting right. side of it, actually going, we need to make sure that there aren't these references that, okay. that, are, yeah. that are not so much references, yeah. but suddenly you realise turns of phrase don't travel. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know, and also, he was written as a British movie star. I mean, yeah. Timothy Spall was suggested at some point to play, <laughs> to play him. You don't often see that, those casting brackets. No, <laughs> that's an one. unusual Venn diagram you but, um, put painted <laughs> just there. <laughs> yeah. But um, so you do, uh, yeah, you do have to sort of um, Americanize stuff. And I think that sometimes you. When you try and get really broad, and there are really broad moments, those aren't always my favourite things. Mm. You know, and I feel sometimes you want to do a gag that will just travel. Yeah. You know, mm. I think that'll explain why, you know, at some point he gets bitten on the dick by a snake. You know, I think <laughs> yeah. it's at some point... Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah spoilers. Yeah. But at some point you want to go, actually, this is fun. But then there are things that I hadn't seen before, like the suitcase down the... Yeah. Hill. I think it's a fun, yeah, stupid yeah. thing that I hadn't seen before, crucially. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I mourn the death of the, uh, the shadow puppet fight, because I thought yeah. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think maybe it sounds like though the the film process is is absolutely brutal, and the the rewriting, yeah. rewriting, rewriting. It seems that you need to more than any other genre, perhaps, get over yourself. You absolutely more have to get over yourself, than yeah. even TV and radio yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I think I killed darlings over and over and over again. Yeah. It's like a yeah. you know massacre in an orphanage. <laughs> doing this thing. It was you know there were you you know sequences that you loved just had to just disappear. But but. But I have to say that no sets the notes I had were annoying. Wow. It was all, it's nearly all practical. Really? Okay. I think that's the thing. And if someone says, we just don't be able to afford it. Yeah. So I would much rather yeah. write, find a cheaper fix yeah, yeah. Yeah. that is mine than, yeah. than fudge it or cut it. And or this British turn of phrase is baffling. <laughs> <laughs> and what's yeah. Marmite? I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't mind, you know, phrase? a producer yeah. in, in LA saying, we don't, we're not going to know what this is. And you yeah. go, do you know what, that's yeah. fine. It's, yeah. a, it's for yeah. everyone. Don't get, there's no point getting angry about no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. And yeah. everyone in, everyone involved uh, with it was absolutely lovely throughout. I remember when my, my wife was quite worried about flying out to Chile on her own. And she said it was the, it was the loveliest set. And, and, and Banderas was lovely and yeah. you know he was just sitting with everyone there's no going off to special trailers yeah. it was just you know mm-hmm. mucking in and having fun and they yeah. all did a little bit of sightseeing together and you know and it was so it was it was a very pleasant yeah event. but I think that's partly because it was totally independent yeah the money was independently raised yeah let's all make a movie listeners <laughs> yes. let's all do it right here well go and see them go and see them when yeah. they come out if you go yeah. and see yes. the British ones we can so you more. should go and see or hi- uh, in or, your own home or in your own home as I did via Amazon video I watched Gunshy, Gunshy. And, I uh, look forward to that. and it was good fun and it was a good old 90 minute romp 
that does exactly what it says in the tin. Although why it's called gun shy is slightly baffling, given the book <laughs> is called Salty. Salty. Um, yeah. But um, but there we go. Our thanks to Toby Davis for speaking to us in the last two podcasts. We're very grateful to him. We recorded those episodes in a room above a pub in London and we could afford to hire that room because we have generous Patreon subscribers who are helping out with the cost of the podcast for which we are very grateful. And if you are a Patreon subscriber or you become one, you can come for free to our live show and meet up on the 21st of March at the Bill Murray in Angel in London. The stunningly talented John Finnemore will be our special guest. You can find details of that on our Facebook page or our Google Sitcom Geeks Patreon and you'll find links there on our Patreon page too and you can buy a ticket if for some reason you don't want to be a Patreon subscriber. But thanks very much for listening. Do leave us a review on iTunes if you can spare a moment. Uh, tell your friends and we'll speak to you next time. <laughs>